Hi, how are you? Welcome to Gospel of Kennison. Uh, this is episode 123, brought to you the week of March 15th, 2020. I'm your host, James Kennison. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Today is Sunday, and um, man, the, the coronavirus is shutting down St. Louis. Daggum. Now, I'm one that ain't too worried about it. Uh, I'm not one that went out and tried to hoard toilet paper. Uh, not not really stressed about it. I figure if I get sick, I get sick. If I don't, I don't. Um, but I know it's a big deal for a lot of people. I don't watch the news. So that may be one of the reasons I don't, I'm not worried as much. I also don't know anybody that's old or infirmed. So that may change things a little bit, but I do know that, uh, it sounds like everybody else in the world is very concerned about it. And, uh, like they're shutting down schools and, uh, all kinds of stuff. But I I don't really want to talk about the coronavirus. So, um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to say thanks to our patrons, uh, Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt. If you'd like to support the show in any way, you can go to patreon.com slash GOK and, uh, you know, a couple bucks a month, you know, buy me a cup of coffee once a month. That would be fantabulous. Um, you know what? I think I haven't updated you on in a little bit. And that is my Weight Watchers situation. And that's because my Weight Watchers situation hasn't changed very much. I'm still very much doing it. And I'm still weighing in every week. But I haven't had any positive results for a while. And and I've mentioned before that, that I was successful on Weight Watchers in my 20s. And I got, to, I got to goal weight. And I know that there were several weeks in a row where on the scale... I didn't lose anything, but I could still feel a change in me. And I just, uh, I've, I'm going through one of those phases right now. Like I'm obeying the program. I'm not overeating. I, uh, stay within my points every single day. I eat a lot of apples and bananas, apples and bananas and stuff. Um, but I just haven't, I haven't experienced a significant weight loss. I seem to be hovering between, uh, 263 and 265. And, uh, so tomorrow is weigh in day. And so what I'll do is I'll weigh in and then I'll come back on and record and tell you what my weight is. And I will start being, um, what do they call it? accountable to you. How about that? And maybe that'll, maybe that'll help push, push me over the edge. I don't know what it's going to take. Maybe, maybe they, they keep taking points from me. So maybe that's part of it. I I don't know. Uh, I'm just using the app and I'm not going into meetings or anything like that. I I didn't go to meetings the first time either. Uh, I did it all myself with uh, some hand-me-down books that I got from a friend named Sherry. And, uh, so I'm pretty much kind of happy to be doing it the same way, but anyhow, um, I'm going to be going to see a counselor 
pretty soon. It's uh, something that um, I've been doing online a little bit, and I've liked it online, but I think uh, doing it in person, since I have uh, medical insurance that would cover it, would be a better choice for me right now. So that's what I'm going to do. I'll be sure to update you on that as well. But what I really want to tell you about the most right now is a book I read recently. I was feeling really crappy the other day. And I was like, you know what? I can already tell it's going to be one of those days where I don't get anything accomplished. Where I just sit around and do nothing. And I, I knew my energy levels. I knew my mood. I knew that. That at the end of the day, I was either going to have slept all day or I was going to have watched videos all day on my phone. And I decided to put a call out on Facebook. And I said, listen, I said, what is a book that you've read recently that has affected your life? And man, I got a ton of responses from all over uh, the spectrum, you know, people Christian people, non-Christian people, folks that are into energy healing and and folks that are into success stuff. And and, and I realized that I had I had had too broad of a spectrum there. And so I, I said, let me try this again. How about somebody that has bipolar, depression, anxiety, somebody who's suffered, what's a book you've read recently that has impacted your life and made it better? And I got a much smaller response, but a much more uh, focused. It turned out it was a lot of people that I knew personally uh, from my past life and old friends. You know how you run into old friends on Facebook that you haven't seen forever. And um, one of them was suggested by a lady named Melissa. And I've known Melissa since she was like 10 years old. So I was like, heck yeah. I, I work with her dad here in St. Louis. I, I owe her the most attention. So I will take the book that she suggested and the book she suggested was called crash the chatterbox hearing God's voice above all others, uh, by Stephen Furtick. And he has an unfortunate last name. It sounds like a, a comic book character or a puppet, a puppet character. Hi, I'm Mr. Furtick. But, um, and, and, and the book has an unfortunate name because it sounds like a Christian book. You know, crash the chatterbox. I don't know what that means, but what it what it what it really did is it appealed to me because what he calls the chatterbox is the voice in your head that is constantly getting down on you and telling you that you're a loser and that you can't get any better, that you can't excel, that nothing's good enough, that people don't like you, that you're a failure, and I liked. I like that idea. I don't like necessarily what he nicknamed it. Um, so I got over the title of the book and just dove in and I read it all in one day. I almost read it in one sitting. If it hadn't been for the fact that I had to go pick up my kids at um, four, four forty-five, I would have finished the book in one sitting. Um, and it's a really good book. You ought to check it out. You can get it on Kindle for $12. Uh, paperback for $8, which has never makes sense to me. How can I get it cheaper in paperback than on Kindle? Uh, uh, you're just sending me text. It ought to be $2. I don't understand. But anyway, it was a good book. 
And I won't go into a lot of detail about it, but I will go into some of the things that I remember. One of the biggest things was it talked about gratefulness. And um, it talked about gratefulness in the context of anything that you're not grateful for, you feel entitled to. And that your gratefulness ends where your entitlement begins and vice versa. And I was very intrigued by that. And I very much have tried to apply that to my life because the things that we take for granted, the little tiny miracles that happen every single day, just like on my old podcast made my day. Those are the things that we can sometimes take for granted. And another harsher word for that is, uh, to feel entitled to them. Um, to not be grateful is to feel entitled. And um, I think that robs you of a lot of joy in your life when you forget about what uh, you, you're, you're grateful for. And so I've been doing some exercises and um, I, I, I call them exercises. I, normal people would call them prayers, but uh, he, he also talks about uh, talking to God and hear, having God hear you. And it seems that in the Bible that his, the, the, the way to get to God is through praise. That apparently he likes to be told thank you for what he's already done for you before he wants to hear you go on about what you need. And um, I thought that was pretty fair because... I don't like it when people tell me I have to pray a certain way or at a certain time, or I have to burn candles or I have to be at a certain place. I do believe that God is very clear. Jesus is very clear that prayer is supposed to be simplistic, that it is supposed to be from your heart. And, 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 but that praise, it makes sense should, should be the thing that starts it off. I mean, he even says, pray this way, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. It, it's, it's in there. It's in the prayer, the model prayer. So, um, I have been practicing that by using prayer time to just praise. And, uh, I know it's praise because I just use the word praise. I say, Lord, I praise you for my wife. I praise you for my kids. And I try to get specific. I praise you for my wonderful kids who um, are obedient and kind and thoughtful and blah, blah, blah. And I just go on and I make up stuff. No, I don't make up stuff. But I, I elaborate on the basics so I don't run out of things. And I try to think about them. And I don't go on forever. It's not like I'm a great prayer and that I have a lot of focus um, on it. But when I'm by myself, uh, like in the car or something somewhere like that, when I'm driving somewhere, I do a lot of driving, picking up kids and stuff. Um, I, I have been praising and it, 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 to me, it's not that I need praise music and I've got to bow down on my knees and I've got to lift my hands and, and all that kind of stuff. That's just not me anyway. Uh, for me, it's, it's almost like more like a conversation that I'm having with God. And I think he's cool with that. I hope he is because if he's not, he, he's going to just need to tell me, um, or let me die. And then I can, you know, he can get me straightened out before he lets me in the gates if I'm allowed. Um, so again, yeah, just praising God for my podcasts, praising God 
for my position in my home and and the the role that I play and and that's ties in hand in hand with the gratefulness thing uh because I, I I'll tell you you guys have heard me struggle with purpose you've heard me struggle with perfection in the last episode um and with this gratefulness thing uh part one of the things that I had been struggling with was my purpose in my family. And it seemed like all I did in my family was drive my kids around to places, but that's a legitimate job. And it's something that is necessary. And that if my wife didn't have me to do it, it would cause a great amount of stress for her. And I found that since my attitude has changed about driving and about uh, shuttling the kids around that I have actually gotten a lot more out of the task itself. Um, it turns out that me driving my kids is time that I get to spend with them one-on-one -on -one, where there's not a lot of distractions. They typically aren't on their phones in the car. It's just me and Jenna going to school in the morning. It's just me and Jay uh, going to pick, you know, after I pick him up in the afternoon and then I go pick up Jenna and, uh, I get to hear about their day and I get, to, you know, and we've done that. It's not like I've ignored them, but I, I just have a new appreciation for it and it's changed my attitude quite a bit. And, uh, while we're on the subject of perfection, I've decided to try to stop worrying about perfection. I have a notebook it's a moleskin notebook that I have had, I guess, for probably seven years, and I've never colored in it or drawn in it. It's got blank pages, and I had put one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pages of it with art in it, and it was just sitting in a, um, a, a, a bookcase. And I pulled it out and I was like, I need to start coloring on this thing. And the reason why I hadn't been is because it was too expensive. I need to quit buying expensive books. I need to just buy cheap ones. Like I'm talking about with lined paper in it, you know, that costs like a buck. And that way I'll just scribble on it like crazy. But I've been drawing. I started on 310 and then 311, 312, 313. Every day last week, I started sketching and I filled up two pages and it's just random stuff. There's bugs and lions and frogs and cameras and jars of honey and a diet A&W root beer can and flowers and hands and little characters and, and uh, a turtle and a, a monster and a, and a very angry spider with, with guns and, and swords and a pair of scissors for some reason and a banana trying to do a sit-up, which is hilarious. Um because it turned out funny because they're bent in half and he can't get up any further. It's pretty funny. Uh, so I've decided to not let per perfection hold me back because I don't know. I, I used to do this on comics, on web, web comics. Uh, you go to a web comic and you look at it and you think, oh man, it looks so good. But then you hit the first button. And I don't know if you know what the first button is, but on on uh, navigation for a comic there's usually previous next last and first and if you click on first you know these guys could have been doing this thing for five ten years 
but it'll zoom you all the way back to their first drawings ever. And I'm telling you, the difference between what they're doing now and what they were doing back 10 years ago, five years ago, even three years ago, is always night and day. And it's embarrassing how bad their artwork is. And I'm thinking, goodness gracious, they started and they went on and they became something. And, you know, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be an artist artist, you know, like, I don't know that I'll ever paint things or, or, or just do anything beyond just, uh, draw for fun. But, uh, every now and then I want to get a new drawing tablet. And it, 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 it occurred to me though, that what do you need a drawing tablet for? You don't draw, you know? Like these new iPad pros with those pencils and I get to see what guys are doing. They're doing these amazing, uh, artworks and, and inking and all that kind of stuff. And I would love to play around with something like that, but what do I draw that warrants me spending that kind of money on that kind of technology? Nothing. I don't draw anything. So now I'm, uh, I'm filling in this book and I kind of have a rule about the book is I put my pencil down on the page and I try to make a majority of the shape that I'm trying to draw without lifting the pencil. Eventually I do. It's not like I make a one line drawing, but like if I'm drawing a milk carton, I start at the top and I wear, work my way all around the outer edge, just trying to use my imagination and end up back where it began. And then I'll start filling in details. And I do that with monsters. I do that with hands. I do that with, uh, there's like, I drew a machete, just like a traditional machete, just cause I like the way machetes are, are shaped They They have, you know, they have a big thick blade at the tip and it kind of tapers down to the handle. Um, I've done a lot of smiley faces. I did a biker who had a very angry beard that has a fist coming out of it. Um, maybe I'll post some pictures on, uh, GOK's Facebook of some of my um some of my stuff but it's not good i'm telling you right now the drawings are not good but i haven't drawn in a long time and uh this is just the level that i revert to when i haven't drawn for a while and so uh this is kind of a discipline that i'm gonna try to stick with uh throughout the week is filling up two pages full of sketches and it's hard. It's hard work. It gets to where you just have to draw the first thing that comes to your head. And if the first thing that comes to your head is a turtle, you got to draw a turtle or if an apple comes to your mind and then you're like, no, that apple should be cut in half. Now I got to draw seeds. So it looks like it's cut perfectly in half. You know, that's what you got to do. And, um, I need to start drawing hands cause I like hands and hands are hard to draw. Well, they're not hard to draw. They're just, very there's a lot of parts to them there's a lot of fingers five from what i can remember and uh anyway so getting back to chatterbox what i'm gonna do is i'm going to review it a little bit in in tomorrow i'm gonna go through it and kind of pick out the highlights of what it talks about and then i'll share it with you but i really just suggest that you just trust me and just go get the book and read it because if you're a person that has negative thoughts constantly bombarding you and um, you're a person of faith 
that wants to hear from God and wants the crap filtered out, I think this is a good way to do it. Because like one of the bits of advice is it says to just own some of it. And like last night I was laying there and I was all stressed out about Sunday and I was worried about a bunch of things and I just owned it. I'm like, yeah, there are things about tomorrow that aren't going to be okay, but I've got tomorrow to fix them. And I just took a lot of those thoughts, I guess to say a biblical word, I took them captive and I changed them into to-do lists in my brain And it really did help me fall asleep a lot faster with a lot less stress. But there are four main parts to the book. And if I had it in front of me, I'd just read it to you. But like I said, let me go through it and kind of refresh my brain. And then I'll share with you the parts of it that uh, meant a lot to me. In the meantime, I'm just going to cut it off right here. Uh, tonight went well, the children, um, we had about 13 and it was a good group. I had to fill in for one of the, um, for the teachers and I had the snack at cafe and it was a little frustrating, but, um, it it was just not a very good snack (laughs) and it didn't take up a lot of time. And I ended up talking a lot more than I wanted to. And I hate it when I'm talking and I can look in the eyes of the kids and I can, I can just see that they're not receiving anything because I'm not engaging them. I'm not, uh, using my skills. I'm just talking. And, uh, but that's, that's where I found myself having to be tonight. Um, but the pre-show and the post-show went well, the kids came early. Like I challenged them to do and they got to play with a lot of the carnival games that I built. And, um, it was a good night. Uh, so now I'm going to go to bed because it is 1045 at night and, uh, I've, it's been a busy Sunday. I went to church this morning in West County assembly of God. And then I came home and laid down for an hour and then I got up and finished prepping for Sunday. And then we went for Sunday and, uh, and, and that was it. And I'm worn out. So thanks for listening. And I'll have more on that book. Uh, the next time that I connect and record peace. All right. So um, it is Monday and uh, public schools are closed and um, we're going to be quarantined for (laughs) a month. I think it's crazy. Um, Okay. So the first thing I said is I would weigh in. So I did weigh in. And, um, as of last week or since last week, I've lost 0.2 pounds and, um, I don't know what I was thinking. I was looking at my schedule here and, uh, my weight change, uh, actually, I, I don't know on the 24th, I weighed, uh, minus 14.9 pounds. And then I had a setback on three, three. Uh, where I gained 2.4 pounds and had only lost 12.5. Then on 310, which was last week, I dropped 3.2 pounds for a total of 5.7. And then this week, uh, 0.2 for a minus of 15.9 total. So um, I'm almost 16 pounds lighter than I was when I started this dance. And uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. 
and it's not been as as stagnant as I had originally thought. I just needed to look at the chart. I just had that one bad week, but if you look at it on the graph, uh, 217, 224, skip 33, go to 310, and today there's a steady downward slant except for uh, 33, which goes up. So I don't know uh, if I was just carrying some extra, you know, um, waste around or what. <laughs> but uh, I just had a bad weigh-in day that day. But er- everything else has been pretty good. So I'm. I, I, it makes me happy because I have been sacrificing. I have been trying. And I've been sticking with the program. I don't cheat or anything. And so it's good to know that it's actually working. The other thing I told you I'd mention was about the book. All right. Uh, the big, the big deals about the book is he, it contains, uh, four confessions is, is what it kind of tries to push four segments. God says I am. So in that section, they talk about overpowering the lies of the enemy in your insecurities. Okay. And then confession two is God says he will, and that's overpowering the lies of the enemy in your fears. Confession three, God says he has, and that's overpowering the lies of the enemy in your condemnation, which was really good because I always think God hates me. And then confession four, God says I can, overpowering the lies of the enemy in your discouragement. And I just wanted to also mention a few popular highlights here um, that uh, that that I had read. Uh, winning the war of words inside your soul means learning to defy your inner critic. Um, every second you spend wishing God would take away a struggle is a forfeited opportunity. Um, oh goodness, I lost it to overcome. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) So, uh, it just has a lot to do with changing your mindset and controlling what your brain is telling you, because one of the stronger points it makes right at the beginning is that before something can get in your spirit, it does have to go through your mind. And if your mind decides that something, um, is dumb, or not worth listening to, it'll never pass through from your understanding into your spirit. And, uh, and that makes a good point because there's a lot of things that, um, I think our spirits are trying to tell us. And because we don't believe it and we're thinking negatively, uh, things can't pass either way. Uh, things that God are telling us or things that our hearts trying to tell us, uh, just doesn't make it up there because our brain is so busy trying to work against us. At least it's, that's the way it is in my case. It's my brain hates me. And, uh, it proves that every night when I try to go to bed and it, and it wakes up and says, uh, talks about all the, the dumb things that I've done, um, or all the tra- challenges that I've had or all the negative things that are going on in my life. And, um, and so it's helped. The book has helped. And again, it, it was called crash the chatterbox by Steven Furtick. Furtick. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm reading next. I'm reading a book called Unmasking Male Depression by Archibald, and it just disappeared. 
by Ar- Archibald uh, Hart. And um, unfortunately, he, he seems to be talking mostly about generic depression. I, I don't even, he calls it responsive depression, uh, depression that comes because of something that has happened negative in your life, like a loss of a job or your spouse running out. And, and that's legit depression. I have major depression, which he doesn't talk about very much, but I'm going to try to push through the book anyway. And, um, and then my next book on my list is um, called In the Middle of the Mess by Sheila Walsh. And it was referred to be by another young lady. And, and judging by the cover, it is a, it's a woman's book, um, which, which I don't mind. Um, I just tend to believe that, that different things speak. Some things speak the same to both genders. But um, that's why I decided to read a book about male depression because I do believe there are differences. And uh, in the male depression book so far, he gives examples about how men are better at hiding their depression because they have avenues um, that they use, not healthy ones, obviously, but avenues that they use to try to hide it uh, by going off on a motorcycle or by beating someone up or by going on an affair or doing some other things. And, um, and so... It's uh, it doesn't seem very nice <laughs> that men with depression typically don't do very good things, and it made me realize though that that I I have done pretty good. I I've been very sad, and I have definitely caused my family uh, a lot of heartbreak and and problems. But um, I haven't done anything to violently shake up the core of who we are as a family, and uh, you know, no cheating and and no immorality and things like that. So yay me, I suppose. Um, I didn't even think that was a possibility. I, 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 if I had thought about it, maybe I'd have been, you know, a little more apt to, to be bad, but it just wasn't in me. And, um, uh, I guess major depression is different than, uh, reactive depression, major depression being what I had where, where it needed to be treated with medication and years and years of, of uh, psychiatry and uh, appointments and different medicines and a lot of suffering, um, which seems to be, you know, on its way out. We've got our fingers crossed over here, but uh, it looks like for the next few weeks anyway, it's going to be the kids and me at the house, and I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if my wife will we wor- be working from home or not. I'm not sure. Um, the plans for the rest of the day include uh, reading through chapter seven of my book and getting ready to record that for next Saturday or this coming Saturday. And then also um, uh, uh, getting ready to record a red school bus episode with my son tonight. So that should be fun. Uh, got a lot of good stories. Um, sometimes I borrow stories from, uh, geo or not geo uh, from, uh, that story show that are good and clean and child friendly, uh, because we don't get a lot of stories coming in for a red school bus. Uh, we're finding out the kids, 
don't have emails, so they don't have access uh, as much as you'd think to the internet, which is good. It's good to know that that you know I would have thought that kids had more access to the internet than ever before, but um, apparently that's just games and stuff like that. But it's good that they can't reach out to strangers. Um, but uh, a lot of them, we encourage them to ask their parents and borrow their email and send us messages that way. So we'll see how that works out, but, uh, I'll keep you updated and, uh, you know, doing good so far and glad to be. And I hope that you will check out, uh, crush the crash, the chatterbox. It's a dumb name, but it's a good book. Talk to you later. Hey guys, it is, uh, it's three seventeen. Think it's a Tuesday. <laughs> the days uh, run together sometimes, and um, I'm getting this pain in my heart that is going underneath my right chest and then into my side. And I know that pressure and that pain is anxiety, and I don't know where it's coming from. So I figured, why not hit record and talk it through? I just got through recording um, Red School Bus with my son, and it went really well. And I just got through posting it, which went really well. I I, I truly don't know where the stress is coming from. I, I realize that it's 1030 at night. I've been trying to have a constant bedtime because I hear that's very important to depression sufferers. But my problem is my medicine helps me go to sleep. And if I don't take it on time, then I don't go to sleep on time. And I just took my medicine. And while I was up there, I realized that I had not been taking my daytime medicine, which is my miracle working medicine. It's the stuff that is that changed my life recently and made me up you know, uh, all the time and I haven't done it for two days. And so it might just be that, but, um, I can't, I can't think of what it might be. Um, somebody posted something in the, uh, the, the NL cast network web page that I clicked on. And it showed a video of a guy who was talking about media stuff and podcasting stuff and social media stuff. And that kind of got me stressed out because I don't really like those kind of guys because they always seem perfect and like they've got everything worked out. And, and, And the guy in the video is obviously some sort of a podcast guru or social media guru, and he's in an office. And he's in a t-shirt and he's talking to the camera, which means he has camera equipment. Um, and, and it's bumping into that perfection thing that I was talking about is, is here's a guy who's got everything together. has probably been doing this a lot less time than I have, but has money and success and uh, an image that he can put out there. And I think, I think that might've started it, which is so dumb. Um, it definitely wasn't the intention of the person that posted it. Um, I don't, I don't really know if it was even a post that was meant to be posted in, um, nobody's listening's community podcast because it was about, uh, the the audience would be 
people who are looking for how to make content on social media or in blogs or in podcast form and stuff like that. <sighs> Ooh. So anyway, um, let me just tell you that, uh, that the pain is, is annoying and it's real and physical, but I also know it's brought on by something mental and I don't even know that that's what it is, but I, I know that that affected me when I saw that and it's so dumb, but that's why I don't look at stuff like that. I can't handle, and, and it's not jealousy. I, 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 I honestly can say, and I would say if it was jealousy, it's, it's simply the fact that someone else has something that is so much better than what I have, um, makes me feel dumb with my stuff. It makes my stuff feel stupid and, and dumb. And that's why I don't, I, I, I was the same way before I even started podcasting, like in children's ministry, uh, in children's ministry, I was, I was like the top or I should have been one of the top people. I, I was the second largest church in my district. I had 350 students in my ministry and I, and you hear me brag about it now and because it's the only thing I got, you know, that's worthy of bragging about about my past is what I used to be at one point. So you'll forgive me if you've heard me say all this before, but even back then I used to go to conferences and feel like an absolute nobody because there would be people doing these, uh, uh, what do you call them? Breakout sessions. And they just seemed to have it all together and they had all the answers and they seemed like they had no struggles and there was nobody talking about issues that were relevant to me as a large church pastor. Um, they were talking about small church issues, which was fine, which was what their target audience obviously was, but I needed stuff too. And, and I would just walk around those places feeling so lost and dejected. And that's the way I feel when I think about the possibility of ever getting involved in any kind of networking with podcasters or, uh, social media kind of people. Cause I'm so bad at that stuff. I'm so bad at it. Like all I do when I post a show is I post it on Patreon. Of course I, I go there first and I tell my patron people about the show. And then I post it on Twitter. I mean, uh, Facebook, and then I share it from the Facebook page to the group, to the nobody's listening, uh, podcast community group. Which, if you're not a part of, you should be, by the way. You should just join it. It's fun. And it'll make me happy. Um, and then I go and I, I try to hack. <laughs> I have to hack uh, my browser to be able to post to Instagram, which is always a pain. And I really don't get Instagram. I just post a picture and I, I put a link on it. I don't know if anybody goes to it or not. It stresses me out just talking about it. And then I go and I go to Twitter and Twitter is so unrecognizable to me anymore. The way it used to be versus the way it is now, I don't even know how it works anymore. Uh, it used to be you just posted your stuff up there and people saw it and you saw other people's posts. And now there's tons of posts from people I don't even follow and I, I, don't, I don't get it. And, and it's just me being feeling old and stupid and out of touch. 
And then I go to, uh, this has been my latest thing is I go to Tumblr, um, which, uh, man, talking about this is stressing me out. Uh, I go to Tumblr and I post to Tumblr about the podcast. And to me, these are just ways when I'm, when I'm feeling okay, these are just ways for me to let folks know, Hey, here is, uh, here is the show. Here's the show. If you want to check it out, check it out. But the way I'm feeling right now, it's like I'm trying to tell hipsters about it or somebody that's wanting to make fun of it or somebody that thinks it's stupid or somebody that's looking down on it going, what in the heck is he doing in our, our, our neck of the internet spreading his crap? Nobody wants to hear that. And, and, uh, that, that's a very real feeling that I'm having right now. And I don't understand it and I don't like it and I hate it. And I figured rather than not talking about it and just sitting on it, uh, I mean, it's like a physical pain that starts right above my heart and goes up over my chest. It was under now it's over and it's like lightning. It's, it's like a, a, a dull lightning. And, uh, I don't know if anybody can relate. And if you have these kind of pains with your anxiety, please tell me so I can know that I'm not crazy completely. I mean, I know I'm crazy that I'm feeling that, but, um, yeah, this is just what's, what's got me going, going today. But the reason why I post to those different places, like I said, is because wherever I do post, it seems like a little community of people, uh, will collect around those different places. Uh, like I've gotten on discord and we have a discord server and a little community sprouts up. Um, originally it was with Facebook and a little community sprouted up Twitter. I don't know. Uh, there's a few folks that will retweet my stuff or like it or something like that. So a little community sprouting up and, and then maybe at Tumblr, um, uh, people will follow or like, or whatever. I, I can't imagine everybody's hateful. There's gotta be folks that, that are just like Facebook folks out there on Tumblr. And, um, I, I don't know, just right now, I think between the fact that I'm not real sure about Twitter, Tumblr and Instagram, and then seeing that video kind of combined and put me in a place of, of insecurity and, and, uh, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible and stupid. And, and, and when I say terrible, I mean, terrible on my part. I, I feel like I'm a, a, a total moron for even allowing that to be an issue. But, um, because when I'm feeling myself, when I'm feeling normal, I'm proud of the things that I put out and I'm happy to share them with people. And I'm, I, I know that, that I must have critics, but they don't really show themselves because they obviously listen to my stuff and then they leave if they hate it. And so it's primarily been a very positive experience podcasting. Because very rarely do people leave even negative reviews on iTunes. There's, there's folks that have hated on us and that's fine, but the large majority of our feedback is positive. And I, I believe it's because if they hate me, they just, they just leave and go away. And so I don't even know what I've got to worry about. The rest of the world's worried about coronavirus. I'm sitting here stressing out because some guy has an office and a, and a, uh, 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 he's a, he's a guru on some subject that I'm not. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even want to be that guy. Uh, 
So it's not jealousy. Like I said, I, I, I don't want to be that guy and I'm happy for him. If he, if he has a message to put out that helps people and he's making money off of that, that's great. That's great. That's good for him. Whatever. Who cares? Right. But, um, man, what a weird and terrible sensation to have to go through for no reason. And, and, and again, it might just be that I've haven't taken my happy pills for a couple of days. Um, I'll have to let you know, but I'm just going to cut it off cause I'm, I'm starting a loop here where I'm just going to start talking about the same things. Um, and, and I really wanted my next topic that I clicked on about to be something instead of just about how I'm feeling, but, uh, it is a personal journal and, and I have to talk about things that, that matter. And I figured, uh, since sometimes it seems to help folks when I talk about the down part stuff that this would be a perfect opportunity to do it because I'm feeling really, really gross right now, feeling really off, feeling uh, like a physical pain to the point that I can't even take in air all the way, uh, cause of the tightness in, in my chest. It, it's, it's some sort of panic attack or, or some version of it. Um, ugh, ugh, I hate, I hate being screwed up. I really do. Really. It's getting annoying. 46 years old. It's, it's just like, come on. It's been going on for eight years. It's time to just move on and get past this junk and, and, and live a normal life. <sighs> uh, you know, and, and, and that's where the books don't help. You know, I read, I read books. I'm reading one about male depression and I'm reading one about this lady that wants to kill herself and, and how, um, she's gotten through that and worked around it and all that stuff. And, and the books are great to read. And the, the self help stuff is, 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 uh, is, is sounds really great. But man, when you feel this and you feel this stuff so real, it's like none of that really matters because you're just feeling like total crap and, and there's no reason for it. And so there's no reasoning that's going to talk you out of it because it's a real and present thing. And, and, um, I was hoping that talking about it would, would kind of talk me through it, but I guess I'm just going to have to check off and, and just wait. Usually these stupid uh, panic attacks last about 20 minutes to sometimes up to two hours. So, uh, yay me. That's what I get to go through. Um, anyway, I, I, I hate to just leave it on a negative note, but that's where I'm at right now. I'll, I'll try to check back in when things are better and maybe I will have figured out what the, what the problem was. Sometimes I can trace it back and sometimes I can't, I don't know. I'll talk to you later. All right. I, I think I've got it nailed down now. Um, it, it's, I, I don't feel special about much in my life and, um, podcasting and the shows that I do, uh, and the fact that you guys listen to it make me feel special it helps. And, and there's probably a better word. I'm sure there's a psychological word out there for it. Um, but the video, uh, it took, and it took that away <laughs> for some reason. And I hate it because the guy that posted it meant nothing by it. I, I actually went back and I watched the video again and I realized that there was a joke in the, the video, um, about lemons, lemons that is totally, uh, 
apropos for the um the group and everything um it's just it just hit me at the right wrong time and so it's it's got to be um a combination of the lack of medicine that i'm supposed to be having that i wish i could take at night but it would keep me up all night i have to wait till tomorrow um and and the fact that um podcasting has a special place in my heart i mean it just does and and it does something for me it um it makes me feel uh better about myself in a in a world of depression where i don't where i feel pretty crappy about myself it's one thing i can't argue with and i can't say you're a total loser at because you guys listen and you download and and you're like your automatic uh uh proof that that i don't completely suck because why would all these awesome people listen and participate and and respond and in all the things that you do if i totally just sucked as bad as i feel like i do all the time um so uh that that i guess that's what it is like i said it's not jealousy it's it's that um I don't feel special. And that's the way I used to be at these conferences. I'd walk around and I would, it's not like it was important that people knew who I was. I I'm not like that, but I didn't feel special. Whereas at my church, when I was surrounded by my kids and my, my, my volunteers and my spouse and the people that looked up to me and I had a job and a purpose and all that. and, And my pastor was always so proud of me and stuff. I felt special. But then I would go to the conferences and I felt so alone and, and, and friendless and empty and, and pointless. And, and I guess that's the way I feel when I'm, when I think of the podcasting world, like I, I try to stay off iTunes and Google podcasts and stuff like that. Any place that ranks podcasts, because my podcast doesn't show up anymore. It used to, it used to be on the front page of Google comedy. I mean, uh, uh, iTunes comedy podcast for years. It was, it was like on the front page, um, but it doesn't show up there anymore. And, and, and so I stay away from that because I don't want to get hung up on that. I don't want that to be an issue because I don't do it for that reason. I do it because, um, of the people that download it. I do it because of the numbers that I see that come in. Cause those numbers are, are people that are listening and enjoying. And, uh, I don't care about popularity. I don't care about competing with whatever the world thinks is the funniest podcast. And you know, the ones that get millions of downloads and tens of thousands of downloads and all that. I'm fine with where I'm at. Um, but, but when I'm around people that do care about that kind of stuff, or I see people that are about competing in that kind of stuff, I guess it just troubles me. And it bothers me and I can't really explain why other than the fact that um, it gets my mind, I think, into a place where it shouldn't be in the first place, which is how popular are you? How, how much do you matter to the world? And, and the, the truth is, the honest to God truth is I don't matter that much. I'm not the greatest podcast. It's, I'm just a guy that, that has, that's a loser that, that freaking has um, horrible you know, crippling depression who happens to be feeling a little bit of an upswing right now. Um, that that's lucky enough to have the longevity, to have a podcast that, um, 
around 9,000 people listen to. And then, of course, this one, it has around 300 people that listen to it. Um, and and, and I, I am blessed by that. And, and that alone right there is enough for me until I start getting these other kind of guys in my head that are that chase those kind of things and and then i feel like a failure um you know because i don't know about seo stuff you know uh, search engine optimization i i don't know how to make that stuff work i've never turned up on the front page uh of any kind of search that i would care to turn up about people say they find me when they search for clean comedy podcast but i don't see my my stuff turn up there i don't see it turn up when i click it into to itunes or google podcasts um that's what we are but it really bugs me when i start thinking about stuff like that so i so i try not to i just try to stay away from it because that's not where my um that's not where my strengths are my strengths are just in having fun and telling stories and enjoying life and whoever wants to come along for the journey yeah, come on, let's have a great time. Let's share, you know, stories and stuff. But um, anyway, it's it's late. It's eleven oh three now, and um, and then I gotta go to bed. And and I might as well talk about that. I hate going to bed because bedtime is a struggle. And it's I I I do bad in the mornings. I do better in the afternoons than I do great in the evenings usually. And then about evening time comes and I'm finally feeling like I'm almost halfway ready to get going on a, on a good project. It's bedtime and, and it's time to lay down and struggle to sleep. It's time to lay down and think of all the negative things that could go on. It's time to have frustration dreams all night where nothing's going right and everything's going wrong. And I've got a task to get done, but I can't do it because of all these horrible, uh, experiences and stuff like last night, I dreamed that I was supposed to start a school for kids that were so bad that they had to be kept in jail when they weren't in class. And they, and the jail was right there in the classroom. And so I was trying to turn the class into something that, that would be useful and for, for the teaching, you know, so decorating it, making it new, it was kind of like really torn up and stuff, but the floors were so slanted that if you stepped on them wrong, you would slide all the way to one side of the building and you wouldn't be able to get back up. And, um, the, the rooms were so um, dusty and dirty, you couldn't even draw on the walls uh, with anything to decorate them because of all the dust. And man, it's just stressing me out to even talk about it. Uh, but you know how dreams are. They don't make much sense when you talk about them. And, and, and in the whole time, the, the kids are in the jail watching, you know, and making fun while I'm attempting to, to do something positive. <sighs> And, and that's what I've got to look forward to every night is, is that kind of stuff. So, um, the last thing I'll say, I guess, is I was supposed to have a counseling appointment tomorrow, which I was very much looking forward to. And, and the counselor sent an email out saying that she was going to do it over, um, Google voice or something like that. And, and, and that just made me too nervous and I really needed it to be in person. And so I'm going to wait to start counseling until after, um, after that, or maybe I'll jump back on the virtual counseling that I was doing earlier. Um, I just, I, I was just really looking forward to that. And, and, um, but trying to do it over video 
or or a phone call or something like that uh after expecting to be able to speak one-on-one with somebody it's just you know it was just too much so there's that um i'm gonna see how much uh time i've put into this uh episode and uh if there's enough i'll post it as an episode if not i'll come back and try to say something positive before i (laughs) i put up this mess um because there's a lot of good stuff going on in my life. I'm reading a lot of good books and, um, you know, good stuff is happening, but you know, in the middle of it are these bad things that, that happen too. And, um, I just, I, I just want to get through it. I want to get over it. I want to get past it. I, I, I don't want to worry. I don't want podcasting to be a chore. I don't want it to be a burden. I don't want it to be something that, um, that, that makes me feel crappy because it is a good thing. There's nothing but goodness in it. It's, it's, it's sweet and precious to me. And, um, and you guys matter, uh, because you are a part of it. You're not just numbers. You're not just faceless listeners to me. Uh, and, and I appreciate you. And, and, uh, I, I'll fight against anything that makes me feel like podcasting is not worth my time and and that it doesn't matter and that it doesn't somehow uh make me special in a way um as childish as that sounds i mean that's just what it's about it it does have a positive effect on me and um man man it hurts it hurts it's just a pain oh gosh what a pain in the butt what a absolute pain in the butt and there's nothing to be done for it other than just to breathe through it. That's what's one thing I'll share. That's positive. I guess if you're having a panic attack, just breathing all the way in as much as you can. And then breathe out all the way is the only way to get any kind of relief. Cause you, what you want to do is you want to hold your breath and then squish down and, and kind of like you're, you know, like you're, like you're squeezing a balloon that's full of air. And what that does is it makes you hold your breath and it, and it literally hurts your heart to do that. Like it, it, the stress and the pain that you feel is real and it will cause damage to your heart. And I didn't know that. And for years I would just press down and I would, uh, but, but if you if you breathe in all the way and hold it and then breathe out all the way and hold it, it does the same thing except it doesn't damage you. And so there's there's the positive that I'll try to bring out of the negative if, if there's anybody out there that struggles with that struggles with um, uh, panic attacks, just breathing through it. Breathing all the way in. Don't hold your breath and f- just make yourself hold it in and then breathe it out and hold it out and control that part of yourself. That's how I'll leave you. Is that's what I'm going to do until this is gone. And then I'm going to go to bed. And if it's a bad night, it's a bad night. But tomorrow is a new day. And uh, some part of the day tomorrow will be better than right now. So um, I'll. I'll just look forward to that. 
I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a great day. Ah, what a terrible thing to have to go through. It sucks so bad. Just breathe it in. Hold it. Let it out. There we go. You can do it. Bye. Okay, it's Wednesday and uh, 318, and um, I'm feeling a lot better. <laughs> I, uh, I can't say I slept great last night, but I did sleep. And, um, after I hung up the phone last night with you guys, my panic attack lasted only about 15 more minutes and it peaked just after I got off with you guys and my wife came in and she knows what to do. I told her about, I said, I got a panic attack and she put both her fists together, like almost like she's praying, but with fists and she leaned into my chest and put pressure on that spot. And, um, I just held her while she leaned in on me and just provided that pressure. And I breathed and breathed until I was dizzy. And, uh, you know, I got through it. I went upstairs, I got an apple and that kind of distracted me for some reason. I don't know why, but that apple distracted me and kind of eased out the rest of it. So, um, there you go. Uh, breathe and eat an apple and uh, put some pressure <laughs> on the place where it hurts if you have panic attacks. And and honestly, I've never had anybody tell me that's what that is. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Panic attacks are supposed to be where you're scared you're going to die. I'm, I've never been scared I'm going to die. I just have pain. I just have an extreme amount of pain and pressure in my chest. And some of you guys might say, well, James, that might be something serious. And, and I've already been down that road. I've gone to the emergency room and, um, twice, two different times, uh, for two different related reasons, but I would tell them about the pressure and they would do this thing where they would hook stuff up to my chest and up to my toes and they would check for electric currents to go through my body or whatever and make sure that everything was going right and everything's fine. Everything's great. So there's no medical, uh, tangible reason for it. It's all mental. And that that's, that's what makes it fun. You know, that it's all in my head. That's the best part. So what I've decided to do right now is I'm going to record chapter seven of my book and you want to talk about making me feel special. Um, this book makes me feel special because people are, are, I say reading it, they're listening to it and downloading it and the numbers are there and people are enjoying it. It's not a ton of people, but it's enough. It's more than zero. And uh, it, it's about 200 to 300 people that have listened to chapter one. And it seems like a lot of folks are waiting, uh, kind of like you have to do with Disney Plus until all the chapters come out before they get into it. But I know some of you are listening along because I get comments and stuff like that. And that makes it awesome. And chapter seven is a good chapter um, because the bad part is over or it's not over, over, but it's, uh, it's over for now. And, um, we're going to move on forward. I don't want to spoil anything. So there you go. Um, but anyway, I apologize kind of for last, the last thing, but, uh, that I did there with the panic attack. But I realized if all I ever do is record when I'm happy and doing great, you know, what, what is that? Is that real? Is that, or is that hiding uh, a part of me that is very much a, a, a real thing? 
and I think it's hiding and I don't want to hide. So, um, anyway, I hope you, en- <laughs> I just, I was going to say, I hope you enjoyed it, but I hope you didn't enjoy it. I hope it was, uh, but I hope it wasn't too awkward and weird and over Sherry. Um, but you know what I mean? Um, so today I have ordered a, um, a banner, a 16 foot banner, a two foot by 16 foot banner that is going to be for Narthex con. And it's going to go across two eight foot tables and it's going to look really good. And it's not going to be awkward and weird like last year's where I got it and I ordered it and it was too tall for the tables. And so we ended up having to try to put it behind us up on the screen and it wouldn't stay. And it kept falling throughout the entire event. This one's going to stick where it's supposed to. And I got it 50% off because banners on the cheap.com not sponsored hashtag not sponsored um, has a 50% off deal right now. And I also got some uh, Narthex con stickers ordered. They have a deal on three inch stickers. Uh, they were like 26 bucks. And so I ordered those. My wife's ha- my wife had an idea. She's been having ideas for Narthex con. And one of them was, why don't you do stickers? And I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. So we, we're doing Narthex stickers. And I had another idea, and I want to see if I can make it happen. And is that is, I want to get David to come out. I want to try to get my brother and his wife to fly out for Narthex Con. Since we couldn't get Ethan, um, David would be the next best thing, even though he doesn't do anything like draw or create or whatever. He's just a boring brother. Um, but I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I'd love to get Christian to come out too, uh, but I doubt he would be able to do it because of life and stuff. And David may not be able to do it either, but I mean, there's a number of months between now and June. So definitely the coronavirus thing should be over by then. And uh, traveling should be normal again. And, you know, uh, they would have time to get off from work and things like that. So I don't know. But thanks for listening to this episode of GOK. I uh, I think it was a little bit all over the place, as these tend to be. Please give me feedback on what you think about the segmented uh, make them up as you go GOKs. Uh, I always liked the ones where I talked about a subject and I talked about it for about 40 minutes and then I got off and that was an episode. And and I did one of those a couple of weeks ago, actually. Uh, uh, maybe even right before this one, right? Yeah. Where I talked about being paralyzed by perfection. So those will come as they, as they come. But the thing is they rarely come because I, I don't have anything that I want to talk about that fiercely, except for two things would be political things and godly things. And, uh, the God stuff, um, is fine, except that it just turns into a big preaching channel and I don't want it to be all about that. Uh, and then the other one is, uh, uh, political stuff. And I don't want to get into politics cause I'm not really into it. I'm not a fan of politics. I don't follow it. I, I don't, I don't really do that. Um, part of the reason is because Jesus did not get involved in politics. He said, give to Caesar that which is Caesar and to God that which is God's and basically saying, you know, pay your taxes and do your duty and, 
and and all this kind of stuff. But you know, let God worry about all that. And so I do pray, I do vote, um, you know, and things like that. But I'm not an activist, and I'm not. Uh, I don't have a strong enough opinion about anything to to be able to say, oh, I feel this way, and you should too. You know that that kind of deal. Um, because I, I just don't see politics as being super important. Um, cause I, I think people are super important. I think what people believe is super important. Um, and, and I, and I think that that comes under religious headings more often than it does political. And I, and I know these days, uh, that Christians are supposed to be all Republicans and, you know, we're supposed to act a certain way and see a certain way, but I don't know. See, that's why I get myself in trouble because I don't always agree with the folks that are supposed to be on the same team as me. And, um, and, and I don't always, uh, disagree with, uh, Democrats and stuff. I, you know, I just, I just don't, uh, I don't fit nicely into a socket. So I don't talk about it stuff unless you really wanted me to and kind of get my 10 cents on the whole deal uh, on why I'm not that interested in it. But I think I pretty much just gave it to you. Well, anyway, thanks for listening to GOK. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as possible and we'll get you another one out uh, (laughs) within four to seven days as these things tend to come out as they do. So we'll see you next time. And uh, thanks to our patrons. If you are not a patron, you ought to think about it. Talking about making me feel uh, special. Patrons make me feel very special. And uh, they they help me have an income, which is important for a guy that doesn't have any income. And uh, you can check that out at patreon.com slash GOK. And you can give as little as two bucks a month. And that would just make my day. So... Help me out and, uh, you know, I'll keep making these, these, uh, stupid, (laughs) these stupid podcasts. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace.